Hello, welcome to episode number 20 of Self-Improvement and Spirituality in Practice, Blooming with Gracie Hill. Today I'm going to talk about, is suffering optional? It's rolling life. Can we choose not to suffer? Why do we suffer? Because even the most masochistic person has his limit, right? How much suffering he endures. Why there is suffering in life? Gracie here. I've been a therapist for 18 years, an astrologer with more than 30 years of studies and practice already. And I'm also an independent spiritualist from Brazil. With time, learnings, observations and experience, I learned how the laws of life work and how to transform reality. And today I help people motivated by self-improvement, meaning people who really want to evolve to become better. I help them and I teach them to consciously transform their reality and how using their hidden inner powers. Because the cause of everything in your life is within you and to change the effect, you need to work on the cause. There is no other formula. Do you want to understand certain situations in your life and change your reality for the better? So stay here and let's have a conversation. Tell me how and with what you suffer and I'll tell you how ignorant or evolved you are. Yes, because everything we experience in life, everything we say, everything we do reflects our inner condition. To begin with, suffering is inevitable in the world we live in, this material world. After all, the current level of spiritual evolution of humanity as a whole it's really not a big deal. And as people in general are not interested in voluntary self-improvement, except when it comes to the professional area, right? When someone aims to at a promising and well-paid career. But otherwise, people in general are not interested in self-improvement. So it is to be expected that improvement as a human being is stimulated by the challenges that life brings. So in practice, it's kind of like life forces to evolve, to work on our self-improvement using challenges. As I see it, suffering is inherent in human life insofar as it serves the purpose of leading us to situations in which it has less and less presence. That is, the more we learn from it, from suffering, the more we start to minimize it because we get smarter or preferably we should get smarter through suffering, right? Many people may believe that pain has a punitive character, but this conception is only the result of a belief in a vengeful executioner judge God, who watches over every step, judges, condemns, and executes the sentence mercilessly based on a strict moral code of right and wrong. If you believe in a God like that, 
well, you were not in good hands, right? However, beliefs are optional, right? So we can replace them with others that seem more reasonable and provide us with feelings of greater freedom, lightness, and well-being. And we can do that at any moment just using the power of choice. So, if the God you believe in doesn't make you happy, <laughs> makes you neurotic in your mind and suffering in advance, thinking about the punishment he will make you go through, then you can change your idea of God. And actually, I rather use the word life with a big L instead of God. In a more exempt analysis, Suffering is preferably presented as a stimulating element when awakening, therefore very important in our evolutionary process. Not that it is inevitable and absolutely necessary, although it may seem so, but only when the person has not yet reached such a degree of awareness that allows them to make better, smarter, and more sensible choices. So, in my point of view, suffering and pain are a kind of stimulus for us to awake. For anyone who truly realizes that they can choose to lessen or alleviate their suffering, even going so far as to eliminate it from their lives as much as possible, that kind of person learns to use intelligence and common sense to learn from painful circumstances and not make the same mistake again. From this perspective, suffering becomes optional or at least controllable in its intensity duration, and moment of occurrence. Meaning, if you get smarter with your previous painful situations and you learn something from them in order not to make the same mistake again, then the next time you face a similar situation, you can choose how long it will take in your life. You can choose the intensity, like deciding not to suffer that much anymore or not to suffer for so long or even not to suffer at all because you're using your intelligence and your previous experience. In the evolutionary context of the universe, I see that there are two ways to change, by choice or by coercion. In other words, either the individual is in favor of the flow of life or is against it, in which case the greater forces have the means to compel a person to follow the movement of the whole. So basically, either you change by choice using your intelligence when you see that life wants you to change or you change by coercion when you resist to change because you are too proud or maybe stubborn and then life will force you to change to go through situations you avoid and then you will suffer because you are being resistant so basically Suffering occurs when life wants us to go one way and we insist on going the other way and that causes a conflict. And in that situation, the pain only ceases with the use of intelligence and goodwill, meaning you will change choosing to change. 
right? <laughs> or being forced to choose to go through intelligence. To be against life is to be in favor of the ego, of course, and therefore is to be in illusion. The more a person insists on remaining deluded, blind, and refusing to see the reality of existence, as well as their inner reality, not only the external reality, but their inner reality, the more someone insists on this, the greater the shock of life must be for them to wake up and react. Of course, if you are in a deep sleep, the stimulus for you to wake up needs to be stronger. And there are cases where there is simply no other way. In fact, my dear listener, life always sends signals and alerts us through them, those signals, that we are following a wrong, illusory path. And after a while, if there is no favorable reaction from us, there come the unpleasant interventions when there is no more option. So, looking from this perspective, suffering and pain can be an option, can be avoided. It's life's way of making a person give in by force, subduing their ego. But the person, on the other hand, tend to react with wounded pride. You know, when they just don't admit certain things to happen with them because they are so good and they feel like it's not really fair. So the person simply doesn't accept, doesn't conform, and even dependent on the size of the pride and its strength of resistance, the person can revolt against what they consider the representation of the higher forces, God, religion, and its representative or life itself. And in my opinion, it's not life that hits and mistreats. It's the person blinded by pride who insists on hitting the wall, the door, or someone who crosses their path. If they removed the blindfold from their eyes, they could see clearly the obstacles and avoid them, right? Or overcome them without needing to be hurt. But pride really makes people blind. I consider that it's useless to have knowledge of something and when it's necessary to put it into practice, the person doesn't succeed or forget it, everything they know. At that moment, they equal the condition of the ignorant, right? It's like they never heard, they never had that knowledge before. When the situation is more serious and the individual follows a path that will lead them to disastrous circumstances, Life uses a specific means to try to stop him, which is pain, be it physical, emotional, or spiritual. So, its function is never punitive, but always alert in order to protect us from further damage, although we don't always accept the warning and insist on our arrogance which causes suffering to increase. Of course, if you don't take the opportunity to learn something and or to pay attention to the signs and to be alert and you, you just refuse, you know, to grow or to evolve, of course, you are likely to cause more suffering in your life until you learn to get smarter and not so stubborn anymore. 
and any physical or emotional discomfort is already a sign that we are not doing our best. If we, we don't take action, the situation tends to worsen to a more serious physical illness or mental disorder precisely to get our attention. Of course, if you don't have a discomfort in yourself, in your life, and you don't have pain, you are not suffering, you won't pay attention to the situation until the point that you stop and think about what you are doing, right? So, pain is always the last method that life uses to wake us up to reality, causing us to live, neglect, and take responsibility for ourselves. That is growing up, becoming a mature human being. When we go through a certain type of suffering and then see someone in a similar situation, it's easier to be touched in our humanitarian spirit and empathize with the other because we know what it is like to experience that. So, if we manage to overcome difficulties at the same time they occurred and learn something, it's natural that we try to relieve the pain of others in whatever way we can. It's when we forget our navels and experience compassion, which is different from pity. Pity is seeing someone as inferior, as a poor one, as impotent, as powerless. And compassion is something that comes from our soul, our higher self, and makes us human. And this undoubtedly helps to dissolve our ego and brings us closer to the truth that we are similar and that we are all part of a whole. For those who are not interested in their own spiritual improvement, which has nothing to do with following a religion, right? So for those people, life uses certain means to lead them to death, since it knows that the change in this case will not come of own free will if someone is not interested in evolving. So life, because this is inevitable, right? Going through changes in life and evolve as a human being. So if someone is refusing to follow this natural and inevitable process, life, as I said before, with a big L, life will use uh, specific ways to force them to evolve. The most common means is pain. Experience through disappointments and losses, including forced removals, death of loved ones and illnesses. So pain is always a kind of ultimatum, a stronger stimulus to shake us and awaken us from the inertia of illusion because we basically live guided by our egos, which we feed with illusions. And the spiritual improvement has to do with uh, not paying attention to our ego and its needs and desires, right? It's about connecting to our soul or higher self. So, as terrible as this method of awakening consciousness may seem, it's still not arbitrary as it works according to the causes set in motion by the people themselves. Life only conveniently and wisely gathers the likely negative effects and puts them into action at appropriate times. 
What do I mean with this? In practice, it's like joining the need for learning of certain beings, certain people, so that one serves as an involuntary instrument for the other. And I think we are all instruments of life for other people. For example, when there is a disincarnation, when someone dies, both who goes and who stays in this world needs to deal with the issue of detachment, right? Otherwise, they will keep suffering and suffering with the fact that one of them is gone. And precisely because the pain bothers with exaggeration and not softness, there is no way to ignore a strong physical pain, for example. It catches our attention right away. And what do we do? We soon run to the doctor for help to see if the doctor can stop the pain. The diagnosis of a disease makes us aware of the need to take care of ourselves, showing greater self-consideration. We take the focus off others and the things of the world and turn to our most basic needs, often even stopping to reflect more seriously on our lives. So basically, a serious illness makes us stop and thinking what we are doing with our body, with ourselves, and even with our lives and uh, with other people in our relationships. So, from my point of view, pain is not bad because it hurts. It's just an instrument of life for us to stop and reflect on how we have hurt ourselves with certain behaviors, especially those dictated by the head and not by the heart or soul. If you are too rational, never pay attention to what your soul tries to tell you through sensations in your chest. So if you are too mind-guided, um, life will have to use specific ways to shake you up, you know, to make you pay attention. And when the pain appears in the physical body like a disease, it's a requirement to take care of ourselves right? Giving priority to our well-being and leaving the rest aside. But unfortunately, not everyone takes advantage of this experience to make a change in life and end up going back to the old and bad conditionings, which only tends to make things worse for them in the future. If you didn't learn anything from a bad experience, from pain, from suffering, then you were very likely to go through similar situations in your life and suffer again. When the disease is in a serious stage, it's because the person ignored the signs that life sent them before and insisted on not giving in to change. The condition then got worse until it put the patient's life at risk or compromised some part of their body. It's like a really an ultimatum. You know, the final chance to learn a lesson and to change. What I've learned in my life is that it's not the pain and suffering that teach. It's the person who is tired of suffering, who gives in to life, becomes humble and is willing to learn how to do better. Pain and suffering doesn't teach anyone. It's the person who gets tired of suffering that gives in. Because when someone doesn't want to learn, there is no punishment capable of forcing them. 
If stubbornness reaches a level that is too delicate to the point of compromising the balance of the body or existence, then only a strong shock to wake up to reality. Most people are very impressed with the idea of dying and in the face of an almost fatal accident or a serious diagnosis, for example, there are those who really rethink life and change radically. Pain is not a teacher to teach us something. It's just a warning sign when all others have not worked to get our attention. So, if pain is not a teacher, it's not an, an educator, it doesn't teach directly, right? Each one of us has to mobilize their own resources to understand why it came about and for what purpose. That is, what was done and didn't work well and what life wants to tell us. So, training your own perception to identify the signs helps a lot to avoid what I call unnecessary sufferings. Basically, we are here in this life to get smarter, right? To develop our intelligence, especially emotional and spiritual intelligence, to make better choices and uh, to suffer less. So, the best way in life is that of intelligence. Emotional and spiritual, basically. And what is uh, emotional intelligence? Is the ability to create and have better relationships, to how to deal better with people. And what is spiritual intelligence? Mainly, it's about finding meaning in existence, finding purpose in life, higher purposes. And these types of intelligences can be developed Our society doesn't pay much attention to them. Uh, Maybe the emotional intelligence, uh, you know, people are talking more about this, but the spiritual intelligence, uh, finding purpose in life, higher purpose, uh, they are underestimated, but they are so important. And someone who had developed emotional and spiritual intelligence deals with any situation by avoiding or at least minimizing pain. The intelligent person suffers less in relationships, especially in love relationships, and finds better solutions in the face of adversity, besides being able to get more out of everything. So the intelligent person will live better and will suffer less. And another thing that is important to notice, you don't have to go through a painful experience to learn something. It's perfectly possible to acquire this knowledge by observing the lives of others because the consequences are related to certain causes set in motion, right? So if you just pay attention to other people's experiences, you can learn a lot what to avoid, what not to do to avoid the same consequences. And when you cannot avoid certain circumstances in your life, I'll give you a suggestion. At least try to learn something positive lesson from them. Because going through difficulties and not getting any learning is in fact suffering for nothing. Really, if you suffered and you had bad experiences and you didn't learn anything useful from that, well, really, you suffered for nothing. You gotta learn something at least 
for making that bad experience not so bad at all. And in the second place, you gotta learn something to avoid suffering again and much more in the future going through the same situation. And if you can share your experience, what you learn with other people, then we will help them in some way because they will know what not to do because nobody wants to suffer, right? Nobody likes to suffer. Even the most masochist person, you know, has a limit for suffering. And if you are suffering for nothing in your life, let me tell you something very serious. This creates a gap for more suffering, or in other words, more stimulus to awaken awareness, because life will use other situations, bad, unhappy situations, uncomfortable situations, painful situations to make you wake up somehow and learn the lessons you need in order to evolve. But uh, anyway, life is eternal, so someday we all will learn our lessons. And I'm pretty sure you have situations in your life that are repeated from time to time, you know, you have an area of your life that no matter how hard you try, you couldn't change them for the better. You know, when a situation happens in your life and you think, oh no, that again? I thought I was done with this. Well, when you have a pattern repeating in your life, it means that you have something to learn, very specific and very important lesson. And uh, until you succeed, life will continue to bring that same situation in your life or that specific type of person to your life. So if you want to learn what are your main challenges and what are the main lessons you are here to learn, I can help you. <laughs> um, because there's something very important with this pandemic. People are being obligated to face their weaknesses, their weak points, their flaws. So it's been really a really hard time for many people. And uh, something that is a call from my soul or my higher self, it's the joy to share knowledge and to shed light into other people's consciousness. It is what I'm here to do in this life, basically. One of the things that gives me a lot of pleasure. So as an instrument of life, I can help you understand certain situations in your life, the main challenges, and really explain why have you been through so many obstacles and uh, sufferings in your life. What are the lessons you need to learn in order to overcome those lessons and go to the next step in your evolution, right? So how can I help you? I offer you a free 45-minute enlightenment call. You just have to go to my website, gracyhoo.com, G-R-E-I-C-Y-H-O-O.com and schedule that free call with me. I will need you to give me your birth data so I can raise your birth chart because I use astrology as a powerful and quick instrument to identify those challenges and lessons. 
So at the date at time best for you that you choose, I will call you and we can have a conversation. I will clarify your doubts about your life. I can help you understand many things. And at the end of our call, you are free to go. Really, you don't need to work with me. I will be happy to shed some light into your consciousness. It will be a big difference in your understanding and it will bring you some relief. And you can do whatever you want with that information. It's the way I'm helping people in these crazy times of this endless pandemic we are going through. Because if you are listening to this podcast, it's because somehow you are interested in your self-improvement. So go for it. I'm here to help. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe in your favorite platform or you can follow me on Instagram at GracieHoo, where I share some insights and let my followers know when there is another episode available. And by the way, there's another episode where I talked about unnecessary sufferings that you can avoid. Because I think most of our sufferings, really, we can avoid them. They are unnecessary. If you want to know more about this, how to suffer less in your life, you can listen to that episode. It's number seven. I wish you get smarter in your life to suffer less and create a better life, not only for yourself, but for people around you. Because a happy person spreads joy and light around them, right? And uh, someone who is suffering is not happy, cannot be happy. Even if they try to look happy to other people, deep inside, they are not happy. So they cannot spread joy. And the world, especially now, needs more happy people. So I hope you take good care of yourself and learn how to suffer less, to minimize pains in your life and learn how to go through the inevitable challenges life will bring to you. Learn how to overcome them better and basically suffering less. So take good care of yourself. Book that free call with me <laughs> so we can have that conversation that will make a big difference in your life. And keep following me or just DM me to let me know if this episode was helpful to you somehow. Okay, stay well and we'll talk again in the next episode.